Hi everyone, welcome back to the channel. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Jeanette, aka Misfit Vegan. And Jeanette's been a raw vegan for 13 years now and she's had an amazing, amazing transformation. She's cured loads of health issues and she's also an author, a YouTuber slash podcaster like myself and uh, recently directed the Woodstock Fruit Festival, which is absolutely massive. And that was over in Florida. So uh, without further ado, would you be able to give us a little introduction, maybe a little journey of the timeline, how you found raw foods and yeah, just your story. That'd be great. Yeah, sure. I'll give you a little introduction. <laughs> English accent. Um, yeah, my name is Jeanette. I went raw in 2011 because honestly, I had tried everything to heal my cystic acne. Mm -hmm. Everything, um, you know, everything the doctors recommended, every type of cream and, you know, prescription pills and everything and nothing worked. So I tried this crazy fruit and vegetables and it worked. And it not only cleared my skin, but it helped me lose over 60 pounds. It helped me get rid of all of my, my back pain. I had knee pain, chronic mm. migraines. I was tired all the time. I had all these random health issues. I didn't have any major diseases, but you know, I was in my 20s and I had all these horrible health issues that completely went away and I haven't been sick or been to a doctor since. So, uh, you know, it we're we're clearly confused as to what to eat. Mm. And so when I realized that our species specific food is fruit, fruit and vegetables, nuts and seeds, I just I never looked back. So, yeah, it's been 13 years and I don't plan on ever, ever going back. Um, I don't see anything wrong with cooking fruit and vegetables, but I do see something wrong with dead animal body parts and processed foods. So I'll never go back to those mm, for definitely. sure. And for you, was it like a overnight switch? How did you find out about it? Or were you like already vegan or yeah? Yes, yeah, so I went vegetarian in 2010 yeah. uh, because I saw footage of mm. animals being hurt and I didn't understand that that's what I was eating. I was paying people mm. to do that. Um, and then it took a year and I started learning more and more and reading, you know, the China study and different books. And after a year, I came across earthlings yep. and the dairy industry and all of that. So then I went vegan and I learned about the raw food diet quickly after. And I just decided to jump in. So yeah, I just went full on raw for seven days. And after seven days, I, I could never look back because it felt like I was mm. awake for the first time in my life, you know? And um, it just the energy, the the depression lifted. The energy I had was so amazing that I said, okay, I'm gonna keep going for 30 days and then 90 days. And then, you know, I, you don't wanna go back when you feel so good and the food mm. tastes so good. I mean, I'm drinking a strawberry milkshake right now, you know? Yeah. I'm drinking, I'm eating the most delicious foods on the planet. I'm drinking smoothies that taste like milkshakes, nice cream, smoothie bowls. I mean, why would I ever want to go back? Yeah, that crappy food tastes good, but my food tastes really good too. So that's why I love this diet, because not only is it healthy, but it also is delicious. Yeah, for sure. So, and yeah. do you think you'd, you'd still do this lifestyle if you didn't have access to nice tasting fruit? That's a good question. Have you always um, lived in, uh, in you in Miami, Florida? Uh, yes. So I'm in Miami now, but I was nine years raw vegan mm -hmm. in New York City. So I'm born and raised in New York. I lived there for 35 years. 
Um, I just moved here three okay. years ago, four years ago. So, uh, yeah, I had really good fruit in New York. You know, the thing is, honestly, I've traveled all across the United States, and um, you can always find mm. good fruit. You can always find it. Okay, maybe you can't find, maybe you can't find mame sapote oh, wow. or durian on every corner. Maybe you can't find jackfruit everywhere, but you can find really good tasting apples. Mm. You know, honeydews, oranges, peaches, grapes. You just have to get out there, go to different farmers markets and supermarkets. You have to explore your neighborhood, and you have to know when fruit is ripe. Mm. You have to know how to pick it out, and you have to learn how to tell when it's ripe. And you can always find good tasting fruit. Honestly, um, I moved here to have yeah better access to locally grown, you know, bananas mm -hmm. and all the exotic fruit. But I remember I was raw for nine years in New York City, so no yeah, excuses. For sure. And I think that is key, <clears throat> like you say, about like picking right fruit and knowing, yeah, just knowing how to select the best produce. Because a lot of people don't know. And you've shared some really good tips on your channel, just like little things, but they really help because there's nothing worse than buying fruit and then it goes bad or it just tastes like terrible. <laughs> yeah. The reason I'm so passionate about it uh, is because I didn't know. I wasted mm. a lot of money in the past. I didn't know how to tell when grapes were ripe or, you know, cantaloupe and watermelons and things like this. And yeah, I wasted a lot of money and I opened things too soon and then I was miserable. Lucky for me, I mean, I learned quickly on to always have frozen bananas mm. in the house, always have frozen fruit as a backup, and you can always make nice cream or smoothies or smoothie bowls. And, you know, you know, it's not ideal when you're cold in the winter, but it's really delicious because think about it. People still eat ice cream in the winter. Yeah. Yes or no? Like the standard Americans or, you know, the standard mm -hmm. UK Same people. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> like they, you, they eat ice cream in the winter. So I don't want to hear that crazy excuse where like you have to eat cooked food, cooked food in the winter to be raw, to be warm. Because people eat ice cream all the time after dinner in the, in the winter. So why not make nice cream instead or a smoothie mm. bowl? Um, yeah. But um, I know that it's a struggle when you don't have amazing fruit, especially in the winter. You know, I understand. I've been there. So you make the ice cream and you make raw vegan soups or you make amazing dressings and you have, you know, a salad. You know, you do what you can. You use what you have. And that's that's how I that's how I've been successful. I just I tried to look at what mm. I could have instead of what I couldn't. Yeah, for sure. Because there's such an abundance, like you said, like. There's thousands of variety of fruit, and it's quite eighty thousand. Really, wow, eighty thousand. <laughs> no, Dylan, we don't have access yeah, yeah, to eighty thousand. No, I have. Right? Yeah, I have heard. Mm. But eighty thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's incomprehensible. But yeah, so people might be if they're like new, they're just hearing about this for the first time. Maybe they might be wondering like what you kind of typically eat on a day. So at the minute, it's winter time. It's well coming into spring, February. What would you typically eat? Like, what are your favorite kind of fruits and how much in terms of quantity because a lot of people are quite shocked yeah 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 i eat a lot of fruit okay and fruit is mm. mostly water so i'm eating a large volume but it's mostly water so technically i'm eating the same amount as other people but i'm just consuming a lot more water mm. than them that's why i look 
a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no just kidding. But like, that's why I don't, I'm not as dehydrated mm. as most people. And that's why I look younger than my age. You know, I'm going to be 39 in a few weeks. And the reason is because I'm very hydrated. So first thing in the morning, I have, personally, I have coconut water or juice or mm. regular water. So I always have at least 32 ounces. Then I will have a big meal of fruit. These days, I'm eating oranges or um, oranges or bananas. Um, Sapodilla is something that's right now in season. But those are the main staples for breakfast because it is mm -hmm. the winter time. And we don't have access to, you know, the amazing abundance of the summer. So breakfast, usually oranges. Lunch today is going to be grapes. Or it could be a smoothie or nice cream or... You know, me, I'm lucky. I get jackfruit oh, nice. and things like that. And then for dinner, I always have a big salad. But before my salad, I have some fruit before that too because I learned that if I don't have fruit before my salad, I'm going to be probably hungry mm. after my salad, and I don't want that. So I have a little fruit meal or a little smoothie maybe. When I say little, guys, I'm talking about 32 ounces. Mm -hmm. That's little. Okay, if I'm going to have a smoothie for breakfast or lunch, it's going to be 64 ounces, yeah. the whole entire, um, what is it called, carafe yeah, or yeah. container of the Vitamix, right? So a little smoothie before dinner, and then dinner is always a big, big salad, and I always like to make a dressing. I'm not, like, fat-free, so I put either seeds or avocado or nuts in my dressing. And, yeah, that's what I eat, and I've pretty much eaten that the whole time for 13 years. But I mix it up with different fruits, different dressings, different, you know, smoothies and smoothie bowls. Um, and the key is to focus on what you mm. really like. Okay? I don't like grapefruits, so I will not mm, be eating grapefruits. Okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're sour. I really like grapes. I really like watermelon, obviously. I really like um, sweet fruits. Delicious, you know, like mame sapote. I cannot wait. I have a bunch, but I got to wait mm -hmm. for it to ripen. Um, I like sweet fruits, so you won't <coughs> see me eating any of the like sour stuff. Um, and that's how you do it. You stick to the fruits you really, really love. I have some greens every day in my salad, but that's the, that's the basics. Fruit, fruit, more fruit, and then For a sure. salad. Yeah, it sounds very similar to like an 80-10-10 kind of principle and yes. program. And have you found like... Have you found, found yeah? Have you found that works best for you? Like eighty ten ten roughly? Do you kind of track your macros or your or calories or anything like that, or would you just say you kind of like intuitively like gravitate towards that? In the beginning, I was very concerned, so I do try to have patience and understanding for those that mm -hmm. are starting out, because you know people are very concerned about their protein <laughs> yeah. and the macros and the, <clears throat> you know, all the levels of the iron and everything. So I, I do understand and I can sympathize with people. Personally, it is, it has been a long time. Mm -hmm. It's been 13 years. So I do not track anything. I do not worry about anything at all because I've passed the point of confusion. I'm no longer confused as to what to do with my health. Yeah, the first few years I was like, oh, am I eating enough? Am I eating too much? Am I getting enough iron? Am I getting enough B12? Mm -hmm. But after you go over 10 years and you still, you know, I got my blood test done last year. Everything's perfect. I have no deficiencies. I take no supplements at all. I don't take a B12 supplement. 
So I'm not scared like I used to be, and I would encourage people out there to not be afraid when you're eating the healthiest food on earth. You do not need to be stressed, okay? If you take a blood test and you are deficient, then perhaps you want to take mm -hmm. a supplement, perhaps. Um, but if you are not deficient in anything, you are not going to cause deficiencies by eating healthier. You know how many people I, – I actually looked this up the other day. There are 1.2 billion people that are iron deficient in the United States alone, okay? Or in the yeah, world. In the world. <laughs> I think that's yeah, the world. Yeah, but still, still. Well, yeah, I was like 1.2 yeah. billion yeah, in the world. Mm. They're not raw. Mm. <laughs> how many people are raw in this world? So I wouldn't – be stressed about that but i would be stressed about what you are not like what how much fruit and vegetables you're eating in replacement of other yeah. things okay i would be stressed if i'm consuming toxins chemicals animal body parts um you know these sodas and processed mm. foods okay be stressed about that but do not be stressed about eating a lot of fruit and vegetables is going to cause deficiencies it absolutely yeah, will not for sure and like you, you've said before, and it reigns true. Just it's kind of what you're not putting in your body, as well, because like it's what yeah. you don't eat that <laughs> exactly. kills you. That's Arnold mm -hmm. Errett. That's Arnold Errett. But since he's not here anymore, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start taking credit for that. But it's what you don't eat that heals you. That's for yeah, sure. Definitely, definitely. Because a lot of people they're like, oh, but the fruit nowadays is full of pesticides and toxins and things like that, and it's just like. Meanwhile, they're stuffing their face with KFC or a burger or something. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Ronnie, so do you yeah, know Ronnie yeah, from yeah. the UK Fruit Festival? Okay. On his Instagram the other day, he is so weird, but he's also really funny. So Ronnie said that people are smoking cigarettes and they're like, no, mate, I can't <laughs> eat those grapes because they're not organic. No, I only eat organic. And they're like smoking yeah, cigarettes. They're drinking alcohol. It's like we got to use our common sense. No, I don't eat 100% organic. In fact, I don't, I don't eat – I mostly eat mm -hmm. non-organic, if I'm going to be honest, because I just can't find good quality organic yeah. fruit. You know, and I'm, I'm sure you feel the same. I heard in the UK it's very hard to find Definitely, organic yeah. um, for everything. And so basically I just want everyone to just calm down and realize that you're, you're only going to be able to do the mm. best you can. So do the best you can, use what you have, and get the highest quality, best tasting fruit, mm. and that's going to help you. Because if it does not taste good, you're going to go back to the processed foods. You're going to go back to the things that taste really good, very, very stimulating, the French fries and the cupcakes and the donuts and stuff like that. So you got to find a way to find very high quality, delicious fruit. Whether it's organic or not, it does not matter. There's more pesticides in animal products than there are in fruit mm. and vegetables. Okay, there's more dangerous things in processed foods, all right, than it, than the pesticides in fruit and vegetables. So that's For what sure. I recommend. And obviously, you've interviewed a lot of raw vegans and vegans and people in the, the health space. So it's quite it's quite hard, like you said earlier, like especially at the start of your journey with all the conflicting information. You're like, oh, someone says take a B12 supplement, someone else says don't. So how have you kind of discern this information how have you like selected what what have you in your mind what have been like the most common things that successful uh long-term raw vegans have so like what would you say are, are things that you see you know they all kind of follow 
people do? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, and this is the main reason I stopped mm. interviewing people. I don't do any more interviews, and I don't think I will, um, because it was confusing yeah. me. And I've been doing this for a long time, and if I'm confused, then I know somebody that hasn't been raw mm. for years and years. They're probably extremely confused, and I don't want to be a part of confusing people. I try to see what doesn't work, and then I try to do the opposite. So I've looked at some long-term raw vegans that are like 10, 20, 30 mm -hmm. years raw, and I've looked at what they're doing. So a lot of these raw vegans, they do a lot of mm -hmm. cleansing and a lot of fasting and a lot of, you know, just like detoxing and stuff like that, trying to get as clean as possible. And I don't think that is, I don't, I don't think that works. I mean, I, maybe it works for some people, but a lot of raw vegans look much older than mm. they are when they age. I believe it's because of all the cleansing and, you know, they get like really, mm. really skinny. And the, the thinner you are, the older you look. And so, I don't know, me personally, I just, I just focus on eating an abundance of fruit, mm. mostly fruit, a few, you know, few greens and some vegetables. And I don't constantly cleanse. I haven't done a juice fast in, you know, like maybe 10 yeah. years or something. I'm not into the fasting. I'm not into the herbs. If you want to do herbs, you can do them. There's nothing wrong with them, but they're not the most important part. And I think crucial is to stay consistent. It's crucial to stay consistent and also to get outside, to move mm. your body, okay, to um, sleep, get, you know, get quality sleep. It's important to do something you love because if you're not doing what you love, then you're not going to feel good. You're mm. not going to be happy. And that's going to show in your appearance and your, your life. You know, you're not going to live yeah. a fulfilled life. Um, the, the, and the other thing is that I feel that raw vegans, like when they eat raw and then they eat processed foods and they go mm. back and forth, it really messes with their health, mm. I have noticed, okay? And, you know, I know a lot of these YouTubers in person. I've met them, and, you know, they've shared things with me where, like, they fell off. They started, you know, either drinking again or eating processed foods again or animal products, and then they went back raw. Then they, you know, juice cleanse, and they went back, they, back and forth, back and forth. And that really takes a toll on your health. So the most important thing to me is that I stay consistent and I don't get tempted by the junk food that's in my house. I, I live with someone and they're not mm -hmm. healthy. They're a junk food vegan. So I have a lot of processed foods around me at all times. I have to stay consistent. That's why I never do juice cleanses. I don't restrict myself. If I'm hungry, I eat. Yeah. You know, if I want something, I'll find a way to eat it raw. And I think that is key to being a long-term raw vegan and looking, um, you know, younger than you are and feeling good and not dealing with some of the health issues that some raw vegans have had. Staying consistent is the most important thing. Again, it's what you don't eat that is most important. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely see that purity mindset a lot, like the, in the especially in the detox world. It's like, I've got to get my body fully clean, but, but your body's always detoxing. It's, it's, it's kind of like a mental disorder, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yes, but. yes. And that for that, I am grateful. I never had an eating mm -hmm. disorder, and I think... And, you know, it's a horrible thing mm. to have that. And I do feel very bad. But eating raw is not the solution to an eating yeah. disorder. Eating raw is the solution to what mm -hmm. to eat. Okay. 
but it doesn't really help you with the how to eat because a lot of people, they become raw, but they're still starving mm. themselves or they're binging and then they're throwing mm. up or whatever it is. So I just want everyone to understand if you have an eating disorder, then perhaps you really, really want to mm. seek help, you know, professional help, therapist, and eating raw is going to be so amazing for you, but it's not going to heal your eating disorder. I just need people to understand that. And when people want to work with me, I send them an application. And if, I, if it looks like they have an eating disorder, I cannot help them because I'm not a specialist in eating disorders. I'm a specialist in how to eat a raw vegan diet, but not yeah. how to cure an eating disorder. So that's another thing that we all need to understand. A lot of these raw vegans come into it this because it's, you know, it's masking their eating disorder. And um, so I know a raw vegan that went, you know, six months on oranges. And to me, that is not healthy. That just doesn't resonate with me. And it doesn't seem healthy because it seems very, very restricting. Like you must have craved something else in mm. those six months. And you didn't allow yourself to do it because you wanted to like, you wanted to either prove to yourself that you could do this or like you just... I don't know. I don't know what would make somebody do that, but um, I don't think that's healthy. I think you need to eat what you're craving in the mm -hmm. plant kingdom and um, having one type of food only for so long, it's, um, I don't think it's no, a great idea. Neither. Especially at the start of your, your journey. Like my, myself included, right. like I've only kind of known about this lifestyle for just over a year, but at the start I was really caught up with like, you know, watermelon only or eat at this time and that time all the dogma and all of that and you know it can help some people but like you say it's not it's long term you're never gonna stay consistent you're just gonna fall off the wagon and yes yeah, it's, it's uh, a bit too restrictive isn't it like i hear all the successful long-term people say like yourself like it's a lifestyle of abundance it's there's so much you can eat so why restrict yourself yeah, I was that I mm. was doing it too. I did, you know, 14 days on bananas. I did 7 days on watermelon. And the truth is is that I wasn't happy. I was doing mm. it as a challenge, yeah, but too. I wanted other things. I wanted avocados, I wanted oranges, I wanted other things. I wouldn't allow myself to have them. And at the end of the day, that's ego-based. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to live a healthy lifestyle, so we have to listen to our bodies. Okay? And um as a woman, I have found that I cannot do these long fasts and these very short eating windows like a lot of mm. men I know. Okay, so this, um, I'm not going to name names, but I know a lot of raw vegan guys and they can do one meal a day or very short eating windows and, you know, 20 hour intermittent fasting. And that works great for them, but it has not worked for me and it hasn't worked for any of my clients. So I would just want, I just want to let everybody know that's listening to this if you're a woman you probably can't do what a lot of these raw vegan guys mm. can do i just want you to know that i believe women need to eat more and they um because you know we're designed to yeah carry another birth. human we're designed <laughs> to have yeah carry another human being so i don't think we're meant to be um starving ourselves and doing these crazy restrictive mm. cleanses For sure and like you say you're just more likely to then binge on the pro processed food and go back yeah. so you you touched on something like living with someone who has that food in the house um so how do you how do you cope with that or what kind of tips do you give people because i imagine when you coach people a lot of you hear a lot of um you well excuses you've you've made a book on it 
raw vegan excuses. Yes, I have. Yeah. So what are like some of the most common ones you see and like how how do you help people cope with them? Yeah. So I would highly recommend everybody check this book out. I'm really proud of it. Um, it's called Raw Vegan Excuses. You can get it on Amazon. And some of the excuses, well, there's 30 mm-hmm. in the book. The most popular is I can't socialize yeah, as a raw that vegan. A That's a pretty big excuse because, I mean, you're probably not going to be friends with a lot of raw vegans, mm-hmm. if any. Okay? So the secret to that is that you just give up trying to fit in. And you realize that people are not friends with you because of what yeah. you eat. And there's other things you can do. There are other social activities mm-hmm. besides eating. And unfortunately, if your friends only want to go out to eat at unhealthy places, then perhaps you need to make new friends. That's the damn truth. Okay? Another one is cravings. A lot of people tell me they can't go raw because they have severe mm-hmm. cravings. Okay. Cr- there's no such thing as cravings. It's an addiction. Okay, because even though I love watermelon, okay, even though I love mangoes, I love oranges, I love grapes, I'm not addicted to them and I don't crave them. I just, I want them, like I might be in the mood for oranges, but if I don't have oranges, I'm not going to be really upset. Mm. I'm not going to be trying to, you know, find time to go to the store to get oranges. No, I'll eat what I have and that'll taste great. So understand that there's no such thing as a craving. It's an addiction. Okay, the most three most addicting things on earth, food-like substances, are processed sugar, salt, Mm. and oil. And they have to go. They have to go. You can't eat them in moderation. You've tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But the listener. You've tried, and it has never worked. Okay, moderation doesn't work. And I know everyone's grandma said, just eat everything in moderation. But, like, our grandmas didn't have to, didn't have the Mm. food that we have today. Our grandmas didn't have the processed food crap that we have today that is so extremely Mm. addicting um another thing is that you know it's too hard it's too hard to be raw or like people say they don't want to be raw because they don't want to eat the same thing over and over again or it's boring to eat raw vegan and the truth is is that you're boring it the the raw food diet isn't boring you're just you're boring you're doing it in a boring way you have to get out of your comfort zone go to different supermarkets Find recipes that you love. There's millions of recipes online. If you're too lazy to do that, then all you need to do is find better fruit. Explore different places. Go into supermarkets you've never been before and find fruit that tastes really good. Okay? And if you want it, if you really, really want to go raw, then you'll find a way. And if you kind of just want it, you'll find an excuse. Okay? So that's really important to understand. If you want something, you'll Mm. find a way. And uh, let me just also, yeah, briefly, just on that, you oh, made a great yeah. point about um, just something twigged in my mind when you said, oh, I don't want to eat the same foods. But then most people on a cooked food diet eat the same three dinners or lunches anyway. So <laughs> you right. can have, you know, you'll right. probably have more choice and variety on this lifestyle if you do it right. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true because before I went raw, to be honest, I ate mostly peanut yeah. butter and jelly, cereal, pasta Mm -hmm. and i used to always eat um french fries and like chicken fingers or chicken nuggets that's it now i'm eating so much Mm -hmm. variety i mean just in one meal just in my salad i'm eating more vegetable more fruit and vegetables in this big salad than i used Mm -hmm. to ever eat in one you know in a week so 
Um, yeah, definitely that's a good point. Um, people say that it's too expensive yeah, to be I raw. I mean, your health is the most important thing you're going to spend money on. So, yes, it can be expensive depending on what you buy. Um, but, I mean, if it's too expensive to be raw, in your opinion, then just don't be raw, but be healthy and buy lots of potatoes and buy lots of, you know, I mean, have lots of fruit. But if you can't be 100% raw because it's too expensive, then buy lots of cheap fruit and vegetables and you can cook them if you'd like. Um, and just, I think that is just mm. a silly excuse because you know people are spending a lot more money on like makeup and mm. shoes. And, and meat clothing. is really expensive as well and now. Like, yeah, a packet of meat. meat. Yeah, it's like when did processed foods and meat and dairy mm. become free? You know, people are complaining mm. that it's too expensive to go raw. This is silly. And then the last one I'll talk about today, because I'm really passionate yeah. about these excuses, because it's mm. just an excuse. The last one is, of course, I can't go raw because I'm living with other people yeah. that are not raw. That's a very, very big excuse. Or I'm making dinner mm -hmm. for my family. Oh, I can't even tell you how many clients of mine, they can't go raw because they're making that dinner and they have to try it before their kids try it. But like, I think of Ann Osborne, mm. who's been raw for 33 years, and she's made dinner for her husband like every night for like over a decade, I think. Um, and she's never tried it once because, well, she's committed to the raw food diet. She has a very strong why. And that is what that is what's getting in people's way. They don't really, really mm. want it. They're not committed because when you find when you get really committed to something, you find a way and you don't need to try their food. OK, have them try it. And if they want more salt or more whatever, have them try it. Have your kids try the food. Why don't you try teaching your kids how to cook with you so that one day they yeah. can cook, they can make it on their own? Or why don't you try to incorporate one raw meal a week with your whole family, you know, mm. raw lasagna or raw mac and cheese or the raw pesto with the zucchini noodles, you know, pasta. It's like find a way. Um, this food is not very appealing once you are full on yeah. fruit and vegetables, smoothies, so smoothie bowls, salads. Another big tip is to get it out of your sight. So, like, I'm not tempted by processed foods anymore, but I am tempted by, you know, yeah. things like dates and fig mm. dried figs and dried mangoes. So I had this big box of dates that somebody gave me at Woodstock this year, and I put it on the kitchen counter, and for, like, a week after Woodstock, Every time I went in the kitchen, I was eating dates. Mm. You know, they're right there. They're so Moorish. They're so yeah. good. Yeah. Moorish. I'm not sure if it's just kind of like an English slang word, but <laughs> it just means you crave them. You eat one, then you want another. Yeah, Moorish. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're Moorish. Okay, I learned a new word today. So um, I was eating them, eating them, eating them, and then one day I was like standing there eating dates, and I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm not even hungry. So I just put them away. I put them mm. in the freezer. And now it's been like two weeks since I've had because out I don't sight, see them. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. That's it. And your environment is going to be 90% of your success. So please understand that if you want to eat more fruit, you got to see it as soon as you mm. get into the kitchen. Put the apples and the oranges out. Have lots and lots of bananas. Bananas are your mm. staple, especially in the winter, but throughout the whole year. Buy a case. You're going to have to buy more fruit than you've ever seen anyone buy <laughs> in your whole entire fucking life. Yeah. You understand me? Like if if the cashiers 
are not commenting on how much fruit you're buying, then you are not buying mm -hmm. enough. If they're not saying, what are you going to do with all that fruit? Then you're not buying yeah. enough. Okay. And the exception to the rule is if you shop at Costco or a wholesale place, then mm -hmm. they're not going to ask. But a regular grocery store, they should be yeah. asking. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I normally get like, Oh, that's a lot of fruit. I'm like, yeah, I'm having a fruit party. <laughs> just like, yeah. Every day. Yeah, it's just <laughs> me again. <laughs> yeah. Having a fruit party every day yeah. of my life. But yeah, the like truth. you say, you've got to be committed because you, you know, like you say, when the why, when the why is big enough, then the how just it just sorts itself out. And uh, yeah, so what kind of um, how would you typically like transition someone to this lifestyle? Because I know you said about juicing and fasting things like that being a bit too extreme and a lot of people fall off or rebound so yeah. how would you kind of suggest someone get started if they're just hearing about this well i always ask them why do mm. they want to do this so question why did you go raw um so i read a book called man's higher consciousness and it kind of just made sense just from the fact that fruit is reproducible like the seed gets planted then the tree grows and yeah it just made sense to me and then i tried it and my i was playing football at the time soccer uh, in the states and my like athletic performance just instantly improved so i was like yeah i'll stick with it like my breathing improved my cardio improved so i was like yeah i know there's something in this so yeah yes man's higher consciousness who is that um by? hilton hotima so okay uh, yeah it's a bit it. it's a Go bit on, more on the spiritual out. side and it talks about things like breatharianism and that which a lot of people get caught up in but um yeah it something twigged i'm not sure what it was but something resonated with me and yeah yes so i always try to get i always ask people's why because i want i need to know why and um Usually, if it's a very serious health mm. condition like stage four cancer or diabetes that is really debilitating them and really um, affecting their quality of life, that's how I know that somebody is definitely mm. ready to do it. If somebody wants to just lo lose like 20 pounds and like they just kind of want to do it, they don't have to, it's not an emergency, then I know that they're probably not going no. to go raw. If you're not at a rock bottom or like you, if you didn't come to like a, a like epiphany or like a realization, a very strong mm. realization that, wow, this makes sense. And um, yeah, it, it, like a truth, you came into a truth. If somebody's not doing that, if somebody doesn't have a major reason why they're going raw, why they need to change, why they wanna change, then they're probably not mm. gonna change. Because change is so hard and change is so annoying in the beginning because you're not familiar with it. It's very uncomfortable. So I really like people that um, need to change. They're at rock bottom, whether it's physically or emotionally or whatever it is. Um, I also, I didn't have major health issues, but I came to a realization that like a deep understanding that, wow, we have been mm. lied to about eating dead animal body parts we do not need to eat them we do not need to pay people to hurt animals to be to be healthy uh, in fact it makes us sick so when i came to this deep understanding when i saw earthlings and then i read the mucusless diet healing system and um 
you know, Return to the yeah. Brain of Eden, yeah, which is that. another book that, yeah, I don't know if yes, you read it, book. but it just, whoa, it just hit me that, wow, this is the food we're supposed to eat. So um, I transition people based on where they have been eating the last mm -hmm. few years. So I ask people for the last three years, um, what is like the mm -hmm. worst thing you've eaten? What is the, you know, how long have you eaten raw? Like, have you been able to be raw for a week um, or two weeks? And if they've never been able to be raw for, you know, a week on their own, then I wouldn't recommend going raw right away. I'd recommend that you just give up the animal products slowly by surely, okay? And also you educate yourself. You have to see Earthlings, you have to see Dominion, and you have to read some of these books that will help you to come into an understanding of what mm. is going on here. All right, you have to wake up. So then after that, then I would highly recommend you get off the salt, the sugar, mm, and the so oil. Addictive. You can still eat rice. You can still eat um, pasta with, you know, ingredients <laughs> you can understand. You know, pasta made of lentils or chickpeas or brown rice or whatever it is. But getting off the foods that you don't know what they are. So if there's an ingredient that you don't know what it is, you mm -hmm. can't eat it. No more. Because if you don't know what it is, it goes into your body and your body become it becomes a poison and it's an emergency for your body to get rid of it. And of course your body can't heal when it's focused on all these poisons mm. you're putting in. So yeah, I would recommend don't go raw, just get off the processed foods and eat it whether it's cooked or raw, it doesn't matter. Okay, if it's fruit, vegetable, nut or seed, eat it whether it's cooked or raw. And um, because a lot of people, they feel very like, they still feel hungry after they eat mm. raw like a raw salad or whatever. And the reason is because they're not eating yeah. enough and they can't eat. They can't eat the quantities mm. that we can eat now. You know, their stomachs yeah, are not- Yeah, haven't adopted. Like yeah. they're, exactly. Yeah, so I understand if you need to eat rice in the beginning, you need to eat potatoes, you need to eat things that are mm -hmm. very filling. Okay, do that, nuts, all right? And um, over time, you will slowly, your, your taste buds will change and you will be able to eat more and more and more fruit. And, um, you know, just realize that it's a process. A juice cleanse is not mm. going to help you at all. It's the fastest, a juice fast is the fastest way to fall mm. off, okay, and go back to eating processed foods and God forbid animal products. Um, it's not gonna help, but slowly but surely, you will be transitioning to a raw vegan diet if you start eliminating things and then start having raw meals breakfast always mm -hmm. raw okay and then after two weeks transition to breakfast and lunch raw and then perhaps breakfast lunch and yeah. dinner okay and yeah, yeah that's, that's great it. there's a lot of good tips there because i think a lot of people they look for the quick fix like you say the juice cleanse or something like that and then they just immediately go back to their old habits and it's just it's pointless so yeah when you do it like that incrementally sustainably slowly it just it, yeah, I agree 100%. It seems to work better. And would you say like the majority of your clients or people you talk to, would you say they're coming from like a standard American background, standard American diet, or are they vegan or or wh where would you say? Because, yeah, yeah, I'm just curious. Most of the women, I work mm -hmm. with a lot of women, most of the women, they have been eating healthy-ish for years, and they know all the benefits of a raw food diet. They mm -hmm. know everything. They're sm way smarter than me. Like, I always learn so mm -hmm. much from my clients. They know so much, but they just don't know how yeah. to do it. They know what to do, but they don't know how to do it. And the truth is, is that 
it has nothing to do with the food. You, you know what to eat. You know the recipes. You know how to pick out your fruit. Like a lot of them know all the mm. tips and tricks, but what they don't know is how much power they have. They don't realize that they are in mm. control. They have never stepped into their power and realized that this donut or these cookies or this bread has zero, zero power mm. over them. They don't need to eat it. It's an addiction. And they, they don't realize that they're not able to just have a little bit mm, yeah. and then go back to being raw. It just doesn't work like that. It's you don't you don't let an alcoholic have a shot of tequila, mm. you know, because then they're going to want more and more and more. And that's exactly the same. I feel strongly that most of us have a food addiction because that's what the food was designed to do, make us addicted to it. And I had to wake up and realize that I was addicted. So I had to get off completely off the processed mm. foods. And to me, I was like, let me just get off all cooked food because I don't like to cook yeah. anyway. <laughs> I'm so, lazy. <laughs> to me, uh, yeah, me too. And to me, it's actually so much easier mm -hmm. to be raw than it is to eat cooked food. You know how long it takes to cook food? Ages. And then clean yeah. it up. And then, I mean, it's just unbelievable how much time people spend cooking, but then they say they don't have time to go raw. Mm. It's a true joke. It's a true joke. Um, that's like a terrible excuse to make. The time thing is is a joke because I've never meal prepped mm. in 13 years. You don't need to meal prep. You just need to open the fruit and eat it. Yeah, you need to it's slice pretty simple. It <laughs> yeah. It's very simple. These dressings that I make, it's five minutes to make the whole meal, 10 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, to make a whole salad with the dressing. And um, so, yeah, just getting back mm -hmm. to the clients, um, I really help. My specialty is helping people break the barriers and the false beliefs that they've had for years and years and years on what they can mm -hmm. and cannot do. You know, like we are just living out this story that we will always be the fat one or we'll always be addicted to chips or we can't go more than a few days without mm. chocolate or coffee. And the truth is, is that you are, you are powerless against your mind until you take control of it. Mm. You've got to get control of your mind first and foremost. The food has no power over you. Um, it's your mind. It's your own mind that is ruining your life and telling you what you can and cannot do. Meanwhile, if you just take control of your mind, you will tell it what you can and cannot do. Um, a lot of us think our thoughts are real. Mm. They're not. Okay? They're just habitual things that we've thought over and over and over again and that that turns mm -hmm. into beliefs. And we have to eradicate those. And so how do we do that? We become aware. You know, I don't like to work with people that are like refusing to become aware of their own thoughts, of their own, you know, false mm. beliefs. I can't stand clients that like tell me they have, you know, no negative thoughts or like they have no problems, but like yeah. they, why they, they clearly have a problem yeah. because they're human. Yeah. Why are they talking to me? Okay. We For all sure. have problems. Yeah. Okay. Maybe my problem is not following a raw vegan diet, but I have mm. other problems. Okay. And so we have to just be vulnerable and be willing to become aware of what's mm. not working so that we can fix it. For sure. All right. So that's what's the main problem yeah, with my clients. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say that must be the the hardest thing potentially, like undoing the programming, especially if someone's on like a standard American diet and they're like, they still think maybe the government has their best interests at heart. That, that, yeah. how do you kind of undo those? Yeah. How do you undo that programming? It must be pretty difficult, like basically life coaching. Yeah. Awareness, 
Uh, yeah, mm. it's a lot of life coaching because my clients know all mm. about raw. They know what to do. Okay, so becoming aware. Awareness is the first step in the healing process. I do something called EFT with my clients, which is emotional freedom technique. Okay, I also do a lot of NLP yeah, work no. with them. Um, and I help people to just become aware that their thoughts mm. are not real. Okay, and their beliefs came from those thoughts, those lies. There's a lot of lies, and there's two voices in your head at all times. One is trying to take the shortcut, mm. the easy way out. And the other voice is trying to help you get to where you want to go. And the reason why so many people do these juice cleanses and um, go on these you know, quick fix diets is because that they're listening mm. to that voice. And that voice wants you to take the easy way out and take mm. shortcuts. But when you take shortcuts, you always get cut short. That's what I'm trying to help mm. people understand. It never works. It never works. I tried to do those things before I went raw. I was always doing fasting, just like these crazy slim fast yeah. diets and just horrible, horrible, disgusting liquids that I used to drink just to lose weight. And it never worked. The only thing that works is consistency, exercise, and eating a raw or high raw vegan diet. And uh, to change your mind, start to just become aware. So start journaling, start writing out, shut your phone off after this after this podcast, <laughs> shut your phone off and become aware of, okay, what are the most, the top five most common things I'm thinking all day, every day? And Tony Robbins, I did Date with Destiny oh, nice. with yeah. Tony Robbins. And yeah, I love him. And he talks a lot about the questions. You know, we're always asking mm. ourselves questions unconsciously and consciously. And we, we want to start evaluating what questions am I asking myself? Am I asking myself, why can't I go raw? Or why is this so hard? Or why am I oh, so lazy? Why am I always giving into cravings? Why, why am I not good enough? Why am I not perfect? What's wrong with me? These are all terrible mm. questions. We need to start asking better questions. What can I do today, okay, to be raw? What can I do at this meal? Mm. What can I eat that's raw right now that I have in the house mm. or that I can go buy? What can I do today to become more successful, to work on my book, to work on my podcast? All right? We got to start asking better questions if we exactly. want a better life. Yeah, you got to be solution focused instead of fixating on the problem because it's, <laughs> it's not going to solve it by dwelling on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I mean, I could talk yeah, about yeah, this all day. It's so important. But let me just sure. say one more thing because people out there have become in the habit, there's nothing wrong with you, but you've become in the habit of thinking mm. like a victim, okay? And thinking that it's not your fault, it's the food industry with all their chemicals and their evil yeah. you know, people that are at the top of the chain, and you're thinking that one day something's gonna change just mm. outside of you, or somebody's gonna come into your life and like, maybe you're gonna start dating a raw vegan and then you'll go raw because everything's gonna be so much mm. better and easier. And the truth is, is that that's never going to happen, like ever, like nobody's ever yeah. coming to save you ever. You have to give that up and you have to give up the victim mentality. And yeah, I'd recommend my book. I'd recommend my courses and stuff, but it's not going to work unless you're willing to give up the thinking that, that got you mm -hmm. right here. Okay. You can't, what did Albert Einstein say? You can't solve a problem with the same thinking that got you into yeah. that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, got to give up that victim mentality. That is the number one tip that I would give you if you're mm, trying to go raw. For sure. Yeah, I think especially for me, I came to that realization that 
no one's coming to save me like maybe a year or two ago so after i left like education and things the college system things like that because throughout school and college obviously i was lucky with my upbringing my parents were very free thinking and open-minded but school it just trains you to basically be told what to do don't think for yourself and then you know just go along with the with the the mainstream rat race basically but yeah it's um when you realize that it's all within and like you say you just become more aware then it's quite empowering and you, you yeah you take your power back yeah it feels so good i can't tell you how much confidence i have gotten from being able to say mm. no to bagels and pizzas and chicken wings and waffles and all this stuff like i understand mm. it's everywhere it's cheap it's free a lot of times it's at the office you know donuts and cookies and stuff but the confidence and the self-esteem that you will get when you say no to things that hurt you and instead eat things that heal you and help you and make you feel good and you know are good for you you will start to gain so much confidence that you might start your own podcast or you mm. might write your own book or you you know you're going to need a lot of confidence to do these kind of things that you want to do so I just recommend that people realize, yes, it can be hard to make a hard decision, but you're going to have a much, much easier life the harder mm. decisions you make. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, um, on that, I just thought of, uh, I, I read something about you setting up or looking to set up a fast fruit cafe or something. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, yeah what are your plans for that? that's my dream. Yes, so for... Okay, so in New York for 10 years, I worked in the food and mm -hmm. beverage industry. I worked for two different raw food companies, Organic Avenue and Juice Press. And so I got a lot of experience, you know, running raw food restaurants. And for these companies, I used to travel around the United States opening up their chains. So I decided, you know, why don't I just, I want to do this for myself. You know, I'm tired of working for someone else, but I want to do it for myself, but I want it to be fruit mm -hmm. only. So my dream is to open up a fast fruit restaurant mm -hmm. like McDonald's, but with fruit and um, just have it available for people because it's such a big excuse that like, you know, they would eat fruit, but it's not mm -hmm. convenient or it's not available. Um, you know, you have to like wash it. You have to make sure it's ripe. Like there's a lot of things that go into eating a fruit based mm -hmm. meal on the go. So that's my dream. I'm hoping to open it soon i don't have immediate plans but i just yeah. visualize and i just um you know i have the menu and everything and i have a business plan but yeah one day i would hope that um i can have like a a fast mm. fruit restaurant and it can be like a drive-through as well so you know people after they go to the club <laughs> yeah. or they're drunk or whatever they Warm go and they juice. can get fruit <laughs> and you know yeah exactly they can get healthy food because everybody loves fruit but it's just not commonly mm. available and it's certainly not like ready mm -hmm. like fast food is For sure. you know yeah it sounds like a great idea that's the dream we definitely need more yeah we need a fruit promoted more and yeah mcdonald's kind of yes. squashed a bit but we'll see but yeah i've just got a few uh viewer questions and then we'll go into the rapid fire questions uh, let's see they asked are you growing any food currently no unfortunately um i live in a condo on the beach nice. here in miami i don't have a backyard um but 
I do once in a while do some sprouts. You know, mm. it's so easy. I try to do that as much as possible. But the truth is, is I buy sprouts a lot. Um, yeah, I don't grow my own mm -hmm. food yet. Yeah. One day, maybe. Me too. I think it's everyone's dream, isn't it? On this lifestyle, fruit yeah. trees. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, do you enjoy composting? Ooh. Again, I live mm. in a condo on yeah. the beach. So I do not have the ability to compost. Um, at one point, I was like, oh, I should sell these seeds because I'm eating mm -hmm. such amazing fruit that I was trying to like, save the seeds and then like trying to maybe sell them but no at the moment i don't compost i'm sorry guys <laughs> don't kill me i'm sorry and, uh, <laughs> i'm a terrible human i'm a terrible that's, environmentalist that's <laughs> and then uh, this individual also said how is she so attractive it's the fruit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more fruit it makes you For cute sure. there you go For sure. <laughs> but yeah i'll try maybe put up some pictures of your transformation or they can see it is it on your page or things like that because it's mm -hmm. instagram i try to put up a lot of before yeah. and afters instagram which is miss.fitvegan facebook you um nice. on YouTube well. and yeah just got a few rapid fire questions and then yeah we'll conclude um describe yourself in one word fruity <laughs> <laughs> What is one book that everyone should read before they die? Oof. I want to say mine, but it's got to be Can't Hurt Me by David mm. Goggins. Yeah, that's good, actually. I listened to the audiobook. So. Oh, the audiobook yeah. is even better. Yeah. For sure. What's your greatest strength and your biggest weakness? Oh, they're both okay. the same. My greatest strength is that I don't need other people to do mm -hmm. what I want to do. So I don't need to fit in. And that's also my biggest weakness too because I don't I'm not very social. I don't socialize as much as I want to mm -hmm. or I should. And um so it's a pro and con there. But um I don't need other people to be doing the raw food diet. I don't need to have a big community even though I do now. Mm -hmm. I started my own. But a lot of people, they need to go to Woodstock Fruit Festival. They need to go to these fruit festivals to be raw because they can't do it on their own because they, they want to fit in. They want to eat the way their friends eat. It's very difficult to socialize raw. Me, I never cared about that. I never cared about fitting in, and that's such a blessing. But also, I don't like I, I don't care about socializing as much as I yeah. should. Because, I'm a bit know, like it's that. a part of being yeah. healthy and happy. Yeah. And, For yeah. sure. Uh, do you believe in having a purpose? If so, what is your purpose in life? Yes, purpose is very important. Very important. Um, I'm doing a talk today uh, with uh, Karen Ramsey's oh, yeah. community yeah. on how to find your life purpose. And um, it's very important because if you don't know why you're here, then you will not have the determination and the you won't have all of the perseverance that you need and you just mm. won't be happy you just won't be happy so my life purpose it's it's evolving it's all our purpose can always be evolving but my purpose for the past you know 10 years or so has been to inspire as many people as possible to eat fruit instead of dead animal body parts um, and just know that your purpose can always evolve you know when you have children maybe your purpose is just to focus on raising these amazing yeah. beautiful beings and then when they get older, maybe your purpose is to start a business or to start inspiring people. Um, and 
I think one of the most important things to understand is that your greatest pain in life is part of your greatest purpose. It's the way you can contribute、mm. the most. So, my greatest pain was when I realized that animals were being hurt. And so I, th- I thought to myself, how can I do something about that? All right. So, we want to ask ourselves, what do we think is the, the biggest problem in the world? Okay. What is our most painful? What is very, very, very、mm-hmm. painful to us that we've either been through or that we see going on in the world? And then what could I possibly do? What could I do, little old me? Maybe I could start a podcast. Maybe I could start writing a book. Maybe I could start something, volunteering. Yeah. Okay. Great advice. <laughs> And finally, imagine you're speaking to someone who feels like their life is at its lowest point. What piece of advice would you give them? Hmm. Yeah. If somebody's at their lowest point, I would highly recommend actually to go read that book that I said, Can't Hurt Me by David、yeah. Goggins, or listen to, the podca- listen to the audio because it's all about perspective. And you, first of all, read that book and you got to get your life into perspective and you got to start being grateful. So, another piece of advice I would say is every single morning, the first thing is write 10 things that you're grateful for. You get a journal. And you write 10 things every morning because, yeah, you might be at a very bad rock bottom, but somebody、mm-hmm. has it worse. And somebody's doing a lot more than you are with a lot less、For、than、sure. you have. So please understand that it's perspective, and victims never, ever get what they want. And there's, no, there's nothing good that comes out of you playing the victim card. So we got to get you out of、mm, that thinking. For sure. Gra- gratitude, it really is key, isn't it? Like, in, basically, every successful individual I listen to, like on podcasts, they all say, like, the secret is gratitude. And yeah. Yes, because even millionaires、mm. are depressed because they're、yeah. not grateful. And there's people living in third world countries that are happier、mm-hmm. than millionaires. Why? Because they're more grateful for what they have.、Mm. It's not what you have, it's what you're grateful for. So, yeah. Um, definitely,、yeah. thanks for asking that、Probably. because I have to be、oh, reminded of that as well. <laughs>、yeah. And I have to stick to my gratitude、yeah. practice, you know? And、um, I love the, I love the yeah, rapid no fire、worries. question. Well, the, Thank you so yeah, much. So、uh, that's the end of it. And、um, where can the people find you?、Uh, yeah. Yes. So the first thing I would love is everyone go check out my free、mm-hmm. recipe book. So it's at 100freerecipes.com. And it's 100 free recipes, five ingredients or less, all raw, no salt, no oil, no dehydrator、nice. required.、Um, you can also check me out. I have a YouTube,、mm-hmm. of course, podcast, Instagram, Facebook.、Um, it's all miss.fitvegan. I also have a private community if you'd like to check it out. It's、uh, misfitmondays.com. And、um, we'll try to leave yeah, the links I'll, below. I'll, put them, yeah, I'll, I'll put send them you、there. the links. And、um, lastly, If any woman is out there that's suffering with a food addiction, I would highly recommend that you reach out to me. Okay? I run a food addiction freedom course. The next one starts on March 2nd. And you can email me. I'll send you all the information and the application to see if it's the perfect fit for you. It's for women that know what to do, but they just don't know how to do it. And、um, I help you to get rid of the subconscious blocks that are telling you. These lies that you can't do it because I know you can. You've done way, way harder things than eat fruit and vegetables, okay? So I'm, I'm here to help you realize that. 
but you're going to do all the work. So contact me if you're ready to do some work. Yeah, great and, stuff. Uh, yeah, Sounds amazing. That's it. That's where they can find Perfect. me. Perfect. Thank you for a great conversation. I think it's given the audience a lot uh, to learn, take away. And yeah, it's uh, reminded me of a few things that I'm not implementing. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Sure. <laughs> Thanks. Me too. Thank you so yeah, much. Likewise. You're awesome. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Dylan.